Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder. Greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and uh, this is uh, a show, um, or uh, an attempt at a show. Uh, wasabi, how's everybody doing? Uh hope everything's okay. Um, I'm good, you know. Uh, today's show, episode 32, we've made it to 32 episodes, I don't know why I keep counting these things down, I don't know, it's gonna be a short show, uh, unless I drone on about something, um, I guess, uh, I saw a version of Ant-Man 3, you know, the way only I could, If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw Ant Man three. I will give my uh, spoiler review or not spoiler review. I'm not entirely sure what I'm gonna do, uh, but when we get there, we'll get there. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Secret Wars, and we'll talk about uh, Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1 Review. Um, let's start with Mandalorian, because that's the most recent thing I saw. It's a good episode. Uh, basically, uh, it started out what looked like, or what I thought was, a flashback of when uh, Din Djarin became a Mandalorian. Uh, got his helmet for the first time and all that. Uh, but it was a psych out. It was a fake out. And uh, yeah, then Jaren shows up after some shit uh, starts happening and saves the day. And, uh, and uh, the blacksmith lady, uh, she's like, you ain't supposed to be here. You know, she's not entirely grateful for his help earlier in the episode. But she's like, you're not a Mandalorian no more. So what's up? You're not you're, you're banished. You're not even supposed to be here. And he's like, listen, I'm going to. Go back to Mandalore and bathe in those waters and cure my sins and shit. Uh, wash away my sins. I've taken off my helmet that one time. No, that was two two times, actually. Uh, in that season. Uh, season two. The one with Bill Burr. And uh, they infiltrated the Empire stronghold or some shit. And, um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he just says that he's gonna, um, he's gonna do that thing. She's like, uh, he goes, if he brings proof that Mandalore is still there and that, you know, it's not as bad as it is being said it is. So he's like, if I go there and I come back with proof, well, you know, and I bathe in the waters and I bring proof of that and all that, will I be... Will my sins be washed away and all that, you know? 
And she's like, she's quiet for a minute. She looks at Grogu. And she's like, this is the way. And he's like, all right, I'm going to show you, bitch. Watch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he goes, uh, first he goes to, uh, I don't know what fucking planet it is. I don't pay attention to those things. Uh, um, but the planet that, uh, I guess, uh, uh, was the source of the season or season finale of season two or something like that. Um, Carl Weathers is in charge. He's like Lord Magistrate of the whole colony that's been uh, uh, established there. And uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be a review. I just I didn't think I was going to go through the episode, but I guess I'm going through the episode. Um. And he's like, listen, you could chill out here if you want to. You know, I got a space for you right here. You could be my marshal. And they kind of uh, answer the Cara Dune situation. And uh, while while Gina Carano is no longer with the Star Wars company or with the story anymore, but the character still exists. And he's uh, and Carl Weathers is like, listen, I need a marshal. And he's like, what happened to Cara Dune? Uh, I mean, uh, Mandalorian's like, what happened to Cara Dune? And he's like, oh, as soon as she came back with uh, Moff Gideon, or whatever the fuck his name was, uh, John Esposito's character. Um, yeah, Moff Gideon. Uh, they recruited her for some shit, and I haven't seen her since. And so that kind of, like, just takes care of that character in that one shot. Um... So he says to Carl Weathers, like, listen, I'm going back to Mandalore and I need one thing from you. And it's, uh, what is it? Uh, K2, not K2SO. Um, uh, the fucking android that Taika Waititi played. Uh, <laughs> something 11? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the android bounty hunter. Uh, he's like, uh, I want him. And he's like, this is just this. It's a there's a statue of him in the center of town because he saved the day in the previous season. What's funny is that this this series takes place over a course of many years between. It's like many years is happening between each episode, which is really kind of mind boggling in a sense. And uh, so. Um, he wants, uh, they have a statue to the android. And he's like, that's just bits and pieces that we were able to find. You know, that half of that is just a statue and half of that is whatever is left of him after he blew up. So then John's like, listen, give me a crack at it. I could turn him back on. So he does turn him back on, but he ends up going back into uh, I got to kill Grogu uh, mentality. Uh his uh, programming went reverted back to Bounty Hunter. I got to kill that baby, that baby Yoda. So uh, they shut him down and they take him to Baba Freck. Or at least uh, Baba Freck, if you don't know, was in the sequel trilogy. I believe uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he was like the standout little creature that they created. Uh, Baba, Baba Freck. Or at least these are... His, you know, his species. There's like three of them in the workshop, and they, they so funny. Uh, they cutely say, "Can't fix him. Can't fix him. Broken. You know, 
And he, he says he doesn't understand them, but you could clearly understand. They say, he's broken. I can't fix it. It's just that it's so much gibberish in between it that he's like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. And Carl Weathers uh, uh, translates and shit. Um, so they say they can't fix him without a certain thing. Then Sharon says, I can get you that thing, and then we can fix it. And they're like, all right, you know, if you get us that thing, we'll fix it. Uh, and for some reason, uh, during his time on that planet with Carl Weathers, they come across some pirates uh, that uh, Carl Weathers used to have business with before. And uh, basically, he cut ties with them after this scene where like four or five of them get shot dead. And uh, so Mandalorian's leaving. Three of those pirates are like, oh, you're not going to get away without, you know, paying for shooting my guys. And uh, it's a whole space battle in uh, this asteroid field. Really cool. Awesome scene. Well played out. Uh, Din Djarin takes him out, like, really expertly, like, flying in and out of the asteroids and shit. And, um... What else happens? Uh, they, he comes across... He comes into contact with the pirate's captain. Or leader. And it looks like he's in an old droid ship from, like, prequel trilogy shit. At least I'm thinking or guessing. It looks like it. And uh, he looks like a seaweed swamp thing mixture. Be uh, he looks like a crossbreed of Swamp Thing and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it, you just got to see it. He looks and he's like looks like he's made of seaweed. He's a Swamp Thing. Made of seaweed, who looks like Davy Jones. And he's like, uh-uh, you killed my guys. So, so basically, I think we're going to have... We're going to see these pirates chasing Din Djarin throughout the season. Giving him some headaches and shit. Uh, and then, lastly, he goes to a planet that's in the Mandalore system. Where there's a castle and apparently uh, Katie Sackhoff's character... Bo-Katan, got it, Bo-Katan uh, is sitting on a throne doing nothing, literally just sitting there doing nothing, and she looks bored out her fucking mind, but also like, like, uh, dejected, <laughs> she looks dejected and bored at the same time, he's like, where are your people, where are your friends, and and she's like, everybody left. I don't have the dark saber, so it's everybody just laughed at me and went followed somebody else, and nobody wants to follow me, you know. And where the fuck were you, heretics? Uh, that because apparently there's more than one clan within the Mandalore system, Mandalorian system, and the people that don't take off their helmets are one such clan. And she's like, where were your people when shit was going down in Mandalore, and things got fucked up. You know, and she's like, whatever. But she she's just like projecting some anger towards him. And she's like, you still have the Darksaber? And he's like, I do. And she's like, well, then you go and lead the Mandalorians that are out there and, you know, see what happens. See if they follow you. And he's like, I'm going to go to Mandalore, watch, bathe in those waters, and then I'll be cured of my sins and shit. And she's like, you're living in a fantasy world. That's not real or whatever, fuck. And it, it was it was a scene that just didn't, 
It was just a reason to get Katie, Katie Sack off there, I guess, or have Bo-Katan in the first episode, but I just didn't, I, I didn't see the point of it. It was just rehashing, it was just probably just showing us where she is now after what happened in season two, and, you know, it, it just didn't feel like really what, it didn't matter in a sense, at least for me. Um... Beg your pardon. Do I have water? <sighs> it's all the way over there. Um, <laughs> and I'm not getting up. Um, okay. Now comes the part where I relieve you, the little people, of the burden of your failed and useless lives. But as my plastic surgeon always said, if you gotta go, go with a smile. Ant-Man 3 review. Uh, hmm. Do I want it to be... I'll try my very best not to spoil anything. But, you know, just in case, chances are I might. Uh, if you're If spoilers don't bother you, keep listening. If spoilers do bother you, uh, I guess pause and I guess try and skip over. Or go to the end of this podcast where I talk about Secret Wars or some shit. But, yeah. Um, basically, everything's in the trailers. You know, the way, the more that I think about it right now. As I think about it right now, it's it, everything's in the trailer. Uh, um, she makes this... Uh, Cassie makes this um, device with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Not Janet. Uh, Hope. And Janet was not included, and neither was uh, Scott Lang. It was three of them, and she designed this uh, quantum realm uh, uh, mapping system. Like, uh, in a sense, it's basically you're sending a signal, like how they do it when they're mapping the seas or some shit, or mapping an area of the ocean. They send down this thing with depth charges that sends out a signal, and it shoots back up, and you get a readout of what's going on around it. So that's basically what this machine is. It sends a signal down into the quantum realm. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne is like, you're sending us a, a what? A, a signal? A signal signal? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, shut that shit off. Like she starts freaking out and shit. And uh, apparently she refuses to speak about anything that happened to her over those 30 years being in the quantum realm. Or 20 years, whatever the fuck it was. Um, she refuses to speak about it with anybody, and all of that comes back to bite her in the ass in this movie. Um, uh, what else? So, uh, yeah, just like in the trailer, they, uh, they turn it on, they turn it off, it turns itself back on because the signal was caught and was sent back and activated the thing, sent the, made a, not a portal, but a thing that sucks them into the quantum realm. Get into quantum realm. They get separated. It's uh, Scott Lang with Cassie and the Hope Van Dyne Pimp family, whatever the fuck they're called, uh, are together. And uh, yeah, basically they just go about like um, they go on a little tiny adventure. This film, granted, the way I saw it, you know. 
It's not. Uh. It's. Um. See, I wish I had a soundboard where I could just press a button and that would play. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you knew the process of what I had to do to get that shit to play uh, properly. Um, so the way I saw it was not the best. Uh, there are some scenes that are clipped out of it for some reason, uh, which is why that way of seeing a mil- a movie like this can kind of ruin it, the experience but at the same time it just uh you know I wanted to see it because I wanted to I wanted to see it and I you know give give me something to talk about on my podcast uh without having to wait two and a half months or a month and a half before it hits Disney Plus everybody's already seen it and everybody's already had a review and shit so I'm trying to get those clicks, those likes, those subscribers. Um, got one. I got one subscriber so far. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this, Mr. or Mrs. Subscriber, um, shoot me your movie suggestion for the next uh, movie commentary that only you will be able to hear. Uh, because you're a subscriber. Um so, uh, going back to Ant-Man 3, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, so some scenes are, for some reason, inexplicably cut in half, cut, like, there's a scene where she's telling the story, uh, where, uh, this, is, this isn't a spoiler, but she's finally coming clean about her time spent in the quantum realm, Janet Van Dyne, and uh, Janet, and, uh, she... Tells him how she met Kang and uh, how she helped him rebuild his machine or some shit and uh, some device that helps him travel the multiverse. And so she helps him thinking he's a good guy. She's helping him rebuild it, get the power source back up and running and shit. And for some reason, uh, apparently she reads his mind and sees who he really is. But I never seen that. I don't see that scene. Uh, apparently, that scene is cut, and then it just comes back where it's after that moment, and he's explaining to her like, it, "It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird." I will. <laughs> uh, but it it doesn't it doesn't completely ruin my movie experience because the movie itself kind of. Um, Look, it's not great. Ant-Man 3 is not great. Uh, It's fun. But it's not good. Per se. Um, It's it's a weak... Compared to the first two, it's a very weak film. And it really is just a setup for... Either it's not really a setup for any of the next films per se. I think it. Do, I think it does. Uh, I guess in some fashion because of course I just said yesterday, or in the last uh, podcast, that uh, the rumor is there's going to be multiple variants of Kang, 
in uh, Shang-Chi 2. So, what? but what I think, or what I feel, is that Ant-Man 3 is basically a setup uh, for Secret Wars. Uh, or Kang Dynasty. Uh, it's basically a setup for the next Avengers movies. Which we won't see until 2025 and 2020... Or 2030, I think, or 2028. I think they said that they're talk. The rumor is that they're talking about splitting Secret Wars into two movies, which would be a great idea. And I hope it keeps the name Secret Wars Part One and Part Two. Um. So it just it it really is set up. You know, uh, this is the like this is the villain. That we're getting, that we're giving you. This is what he's about. This is what he can do. And this is what this is. Uh, this is the the next threat. This was basically a watered down version of not even watered down. I should not say that. Don't scratch that. It's a it's a glorified. Um. After credits thing. Remember how Thanos was built in after credits for movies? He was uh, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, where he said, fine, I'll do it myself. And then 30 years later, he finally gets all the stones. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he was he was bits and pieces, you know, until finally Infinity War was his movie. That was the, that's clearly, it says Avengers, but it's Thanos in Infinity War. It's his movie. Um, this was a long, a longer version of those setups of the character. You're setting up, this is basically a setup for the character of Kang the Conqueror. I'm going to get into spoilers. Fuck it. Because it, it's mar- 22 minutes and 31 seconds into this. And I'm going to start talking spoilers. I'm going to try and get it to 23 minutes. Sorry. Not 23 minutes. That's just a minute. And I'm not. I don't have that long. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'll keep track of the time. And I'll leave it in the description when I stop talking spoilers. They... Um, okay, in five, four, three, two, one, spoiler alert, they kind of kill Kang the Conqueror in this movie. Um, he, he, either he, either he's dead, or this version of him is dead, which is, which is established as the more evil one, or the more diabolical, more dangerous one that was cast out into the quantum realm in the story he uh he uh the other kangs saw him as a threat and they cast him away uh into the quantum realm and he is imprisoned there they imprisoned him in the quantum realm and he's been trying to figure a way out and so while he was there he built his little empire blah 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 enter ant-man um, 
So either he gets sucked into something or he was killed. Um What the fuck? Who who is if that if that's not the one we got to worry about, who is? Is there one that's worse than him? And he kind of established himself as pretty much the worst one. Are they going to get worse as they go on? Uh, I did scroll around Twitter. And I saw a little screenshot of, I guess, one of the after credit scenes, which I didn't see because I... Um... And... Um... the film and uh so i didn't get to see it but there's apparently again a a shot or a scene of the multiple kangs and it looks like we got not only a mortis but rama tut and some other weird fucking version of uh kang that looks like all cosmic or cosmic spider-man-ish or whatever and some kind of black suit or whatever so i can't wait to finally see that scene Maybe it'll give me more uh, context of what the fuck, you know. So, yeah. Uh, 25 minutes in, and I guess that's the end of the spoiler. No, I'm not going to stop with this spoilers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like they, I think, they, yeah, they, they killed him. They either killed him or they sent them into another dimension or either he got sucked into another dimension or he got... I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, all right, twenty-five fifty-six. Try and remember that number, twenty-five fifty-six. Let me write that down. Pen. Oh, pen. Twenty-five fifty-six. End of spoilers. Uh, Modok is in this movie, and. He's very Modoc. I will say that. Um, uh, kind of a waste. Kind of a waste. Of an actually pretty fun character. Uh, he he was... Uh, there's a scene where uh, Ant-Man is shrunk into a probability storm. as what it's called. Or he goes... Uh, he has to get something for Kang. And in order to get in, he had to shrink very small and go into this little place and so on and so forth. So when he gets there, uh, the, okay, to establish, to set up the, the thing, uh, he keeps calling him Darren and he's like, I'm not Darren, I'm Modoc. My name is Modoc. You know, and he's like, stop calling me Darren. My name is Modoc. You know? So Kang tells him what he needs to do, sends Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man goes down and he's like, Darren, I'm here. Uh, hello? Darren? Darren, can you hear me? And then he goes, oh, Modoc. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> that I love. It's probably my favorite scene because he's like, what? <laughs> and so he says, he goes, Modoc. He goes, what? 
He did not answer to Darren. He only answered to Modoc, and it was very, very funny. It was a nice payoff to a joke. And um, I don't know. I liked Modoc. I really did. It was. Uh, I don't give a shit about the CGI. Remember, he's supposed to be a giant fucking head. So imagine Crystal's face, giant and squished inside that thing, and that's what you get. You know, it doesn't have it, it does it's it's Modoc. It doesn't have to be a beautiful fucking face in a thing. It's it's perfect. They did Modoc perfect and wasted it. <laughs> they fucking wasted Modoc. Um I don't fucking know. At least in my opinion they they wasted Modoc. Uh it was a great introduction. Uh, they could have kept uh they could have uh done more with him but anyway that's just me um i hope he comes back in some fashion maybe wink wink nudge nudge uh so um so uh, yeah i'm not gonna go through the whole the whole movie with you guys uh i'm not gonna spoil any more that i've already spoiled uh but uh yeah um it's not good it's not it's i'm not i didn't hate it don't get me wrong i don't hate any marvel movie but i i am a little disappointed that it's uh you know it could be the way that i saw it or it could be that in actuality the movie's not that good unfortunately so I'm going to have to give Ant-Man 3 or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania out of 5. <sighs> this is going to hurt. A one and a half. Maybe two. A one and a half out of 5. And that's got to be the lowest fucking score I've ever given a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah. Or any any movie really that I've reviewed so far. Oh no, uh, did I give Black Adam? What did I rate Black Adam? Because that was shit. Let me go check real quick. Beg your pardon, folks. Um, hmm. Do 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 posts. Uh, review, view. All right. Uh, wow. I gave Black Adam two stars. How is Black Adam more than Ant Man and the Wasp? I don't know. Something, something saved uh, Black Adam. But yeah, I give I give Ant Man and the Wasp one and a half. All right, maybe two for effort, you know. All right, I'll give him a two, and 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 in in light of the review I gave to Black Adam, a shit fucking movie worse than Ant Man three. Uh, I I'll give Ant Man and the Wasp three. Two stars because they tried. They fucking tried to make an epic movie. And it just did not click. 
And also at the same time, Jonathan Majors acted like he was in a different movie. You know, that's one thing that stuck out to me. He was very dramatic, very, very, he was very, he was perfect. He was perfect. But he was just in a fucking different movie, you know. He outacted everybody. <laughs> there, let's just say that. He outacted everyone that was in that movie. Every scene he was with, every person that he was in the scene with, he outacted them. Needlessly. And if half the time I half expected Scott Lang to say, dude, what movie are you in? Because <laughs> he was very menacing, very frightening, very cold, very calculated, very grandiose. You know, he was very, you know, I guess uh, is the word astute. I don't fucking know. He was he was really fucking good. He was fucking good. Uh, Jonathan, I they got the best fucking guy ever to play this character, and I guess what's fun is that he's playing multiple versions of this character, so he could change it up every fucking chance, every time he get, every time he wants, uh, depending on what variant he's playing. Um. So yeah. Well, I he can't I can't say he was a Mortist in that little that little picture that I saw because a Mortist was the character from Loki season one. Uh, was a mortis, even though they called him the one who remains, or yeah, the one who remained, or something. Yeah, the one who remains, uh, which we all thought was a mortis. But if there's an immortus in that in the after credit scene, then <laughs> there goes that fucking theory. Uh, but uh, moving on to the Secret Wars section of this uh, podcast, um episode ant-man 3 really set up secret wars because he said he blatantly says the multiverse is fractured and time is such and such and multiple occursions are happening as we even as we speak and that sent the multiverse into war and they they mentioned war like two or three times in that scene between him and uh, Janet, or Michelle Pfeiffer, and he's and it was I, I immediately thought of Secret Wars. So Secret Wars is going to be big, it's going to be massive, and and uh, it's I think it might be better. I'm not going to say it's going to be better. I'm going to say it might be bigger than Endgame, and Endgame was pretty massive, you know, but in comparison, if you're talking about multiverses. You know, we, it just, like, it, it might be speculation, might be rumors, it might be, like, throwing, casting a wide net and hoping to catch something, but it could be a possibility. We see multiple actors and multiple versions of certain characters in those movies, hence why they probably want to split it into two movies, and part one and part two, uh, 2025 and 2026, whatever fucking years those come out. But, uh, yeah, I think they pushed Secret Wars back. Because Kang Dynasty is the one that's coming in 2024. Right? Uh, I should do research, but I'm not going to. Um, So, 
Yeah, I, I, I got uh, uh, what I'm hoping for Secret Wars is that it plays out just like the comics and that we but okay if if they make Doctor Doom end up being the ultimate bad of the whole shebang it really downplays Kang the Conqueror and Jonathan Majors' role not unless Kang Dynasty is supposed to be his crescendo. And then you got Secret Wars, which is something Doctor Doom could take over. If they establish Doctor Doom properly in whatever fucking film he ends up appearing in, uh, it could be Fantastic Four. We don't know that for shit sure, but uh, it's a possibility that he could show up somewhere else. You know, they're fast-tracking... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange 3, I would not be surprised if we get Doctor Doom there. I would not be surprised, uh, or some version of him, or some uh, pre-Doctor Doom version, uh, in which he establishes himself as a master of mystic arts and science. And then we get the, uh, we probably get Victor Von Doom in uh, Doctor Strange 3, and then we get Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four, you know. Uh, who knows? Who fucking knows? Uh, but yeah, it's a, the most logical thing would probably, or most uh, simplest answer would be Fantastic Four. They introduce Doctor Doom, and if they do it right, that can easily branch into Secret Wars. And that would establish him as the guy that's like, I'm taking over. You know, Kang, you had your moment in Kang Dynasty. Got your own fucking movie. And who knows? It could be also a Kang versus Doctor Doom thing. Doctor Doom could end up making himself be that guy that's uh, on par with Kang the Conqueror. And they pit their heroes and villains against each other in the Secret Wars. In order to, you know, establish who is who's the guy. You know, that would be really fucking cool, I think. Um, you know, sometimes, maybe, who knows? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try and do another impression, but uh, uh, I'm not going to. No. Um, this is going on into 38 minutes, and I've only had three fucking topics to talk about. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I guess the Mandalorian kind of took up a lot of time. And then uh, Ant-Man 3 took up a, a good chunk of time. Uh, so yeah, uh, Ant-Man 3, I give it two stars. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3, I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, every Wednesday, we'll check it out. and Will I do a review every episode? I don't know. Depends on my mood. Maybe. Maybe I won't. Uh, <laughs> um. It probably would be a smart thing to do to get people to listen to this podcast. But speaking of this podcast, uh, as it draws us to a close or comes to a close, subscribe to the podcast somewhere in the description of the podcast. Um, hit me up on Twitter uh, at Speculating Nerd. Uh, email me at uh, the Speculating Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. 
uh, yeah, that I, I read like in the bio of my show. Uh, follow me on Spotify. Please uh, rate me. Follow me. Uh, listen on Spotify. Listen to me on Amazon Music. Um, they do podcasts there too. I uh, would appreciate it. And um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be just here on Anchor. Um, you could. I, I'm spreading out. Uh, Apple, uh, Apple iTunes seems a little complicated because I got to create an Apple ID. I got to. I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to go to apple.com, I got to, I don't have any Apple products, I don't, I, you know, so it seems like a big, a bit of a runaround just to create uh, an account on a separate thing to start putting my podcast there, but who knows, uh, if you listen to any podcast anywhere else, let me know where that is, and I'll try to be there, oh, I think I'm also on Podcast Addict. So if you listen there on Podcast Addict 2, I'm there. Um, so if there's anything you listen to podcasts mostly on or your music or whatever the case may be, let me know what it is and I'll see if I can get myself on there so you can listen to me there. So you don't have to go out of your way listening to here on Anchor or on Spotify or whatever the fuck else there is. Um, Google Podcast maybe. I'll try and do that. Uh, I'll try and get on that. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that message. It looks and sounds like. Uh, my friend uh, Liz, uh, Liz Bombs sent me a... Uh, uh, she, it happens, I don't have high hopes for, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> we were talking about, um, something, but, uh, yeah, I guess this is a DM, so it's a private message, but we're talking about movies and shit, um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna say anything about that, but, uh, yeah, so in in closing, Spotify, follow, rate, review, whatever. Uh, if you go to the bio of the show, you'll see a link to the subscription part. Uh, you'll see a link to my Twitter. And you'll see a link to, um, uh, what else? Uh, my email. So, click on all that, and uh, yeah, let me know um, what what do you want to do, what do you want to talk about. Uh, I'm open. Maybe I'll bring back Twitter topics. Who knows? Maybe. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess that's the show. Until next time, folks. Peace out.
There's supposed to be something playing at this point. <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Music is supposed to be playing me off. Successful. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Put that in the fucking blooper reel. Until next time, folks. Peace out.